Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast from Houston, Texas. We hope you enjoy our English pastor, John Ryan Cantu's Sunday morning message. You brought us here together, Father, to celebrate the greatest gift ever given to humanity, Jesus Christ, Lord. We did not deserve it. We did not do anything to earn it. In fact, we did everything not to earn it, everything not to deserve it. But because of your grace, because of your favor, you have given him to us, my God. And we celebrate that this morning. We pray that your Holy Spirit may impart a word upon us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Real quick, I want to take a, a look at a few verses. You don't have to turn uh, turn there, but it kind of ties into what we're going to be speaking about uh, this morning. And I want to start with Genesis uh, chapter 6, uh, verse 8 says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Genesis 39, 21, speaking of Joseph, the, uh, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor. 1 Samuel 2.26, now the young man Samuel continued to grow both in stature and in favor with the Lord and also with man. Daniel 1.9, and God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs. I can keep going, but you kind of know where it's going, right? Um, I could also include the passages that don't really use the word favor, but but it talks about uh, men and women who had the favor of God over their lives. It's no secret, church, that that God chooses people that he favors to carry out a great God-given purpose. Amen? And favor is synonymous with the word grace. Actually, if you look at the Greek, uh, one of the translations is grace. And and what, what do we know about grace? There's nothing that we could do. Literally, there is nothing that we could do to earn grace, to deserve it. God freely gives it out. But when he does give it, you ought to consider yourself blessed. Because if there's anyone that I want to favor me, it's the all-knowing, perfect, all-powerful, limitless God. Anyone in this room favored by God? But if you look at any of these stories in the Bible, you'll quickly realize that even though favor was given... These men and women found themselves at many times in not so favorable circumstances. And so I, I've entitled today's message, Dangerous Favor. Someone say that with me because I need to know you're paying attention. I know the cute kids are gone. Now you get stuck with me. Dangerous Favor. Can I get your attention for the, just the next few moments? I'm not, I'm not as cute as some of y'all's kids, man. Um, my mom thinks I'm pretty cute, though. Dangerous favor. We need to rethink, church. We need to rethink favor when it comes from God. Because when we think about favor, we tend to think more uh, favorable than favor. And favorable and favor are two different things. They're not the same thing. We confuse the two very, very often. And I'll be the first to admit it. See, favorable is, you know, sometimes I'll be in, in a parking lot, in a very busy parking lot, looking for a parking spot. And especially this time around, as the stores are crazy, if, you're trying, if you still haven't bought your Christmas presents, Lord be with you this week. Uh, but, but sometimes I'm driving around the parking lot so many times trying to find a spot, and then one opens up right at the front. And I'm like, look at God, right? And I'll tell Melissa, that's favor. <laughs> that's not favor. It's favorable. Or when you find $5 in, 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 in your pocket and those pants that you haven't worn in like, you know, two years, you're like, man, look at, the, look at God blessing his servant. That's favorable. That's not favor. 
Favor doesn't mean that you're going to be the blessed the way that you want to be blessed. I'm going to step on some people's toes this morning. It doesn't mean that God is going to give you the victory in the way that you want the victory. That's favorable. That's not favor. When God finds favor with you, it means that he favors you for a specific task that he has in mind that, let's be honest, you probably aren't super thrilled about at first anyways. In other words, you didn't sign up for it, but rather God signed you up for it. I love that word that Heather uses when she's volunteering her kids. She says, voluntold. I'm voluntelling my kids. I'm signing them up. My, my, my parents always voluntold me for things. They would always sign me up for things that I would never sign up for on my own. And it always had to do with singing, right? So like my son could sing at your wedding. I don't even know the people. And so I'm singing at this wedding. What's, what's worse and, and even more awkward is when I'm singing at someone's funeral that I never met in my life and I'm trying to speak over their life. I'm like, what's, what's, what's his name? You know, like, but, 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 but that's, that's what they did. And, and, and the Lord, he kind of does that when he favors us. It's dangerous to have favor with God because it often comes with heavy burdens to ourselves, responsibilities, and discomfort. Because what you favor the most gets the most use. What you favor the most gets the most use. And what gets the most use often gets worn up quickly, tired, takes a constant beating. Melissa and I have this thing where we uh, get rid of the other person's things that the other refuses to get rid of. I don't know if you have that in your marriage. I don't know if that's healthy or not. I have no, <laughs> I have nothing to gauge that on. But we, it's this ongoing war where, you know, she'll, she'll throw away some of my, you know, not to get too graphic, but undergarments, uh, socks, um, and, and, and it's really annoying. Like, she just kind of takes it upon herself to just do these things. And, and what, what really annoys me the most is when she, takes, when she throws away some of my shirts because I'll be looking for a shirt. And I'll be like, babe, have you seen my shirt? The one with the thing on it, and you know, I wear it all the time. And she's like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And, uh, <laughs> and she'll be like, I, I threw that away. And she has no regard for my personal things. And I'll, I'll ask her, why would you do something so awful? And she'll say, because it had holes on it. It had holes all over it. It smelled. It was faded. Like, how can you seriously wear that? And, and, and I would tell her, babe, it was my favorite shirt. And it was worn out all the time and it had holes and it was faded because I loved it so much and I wore it so much. That's why. And, and then I'll do the same thing to her, though. The other not not the other day, but a couple years ago, she had this, this these uh, pair of Converse shoes. Uh, she knows she knows what I'm talking about. Uh, she wore them all the time and they were falling apart. And she even said herself, I got to give me some new Converse because these are wearing out. But she never did. So one day, I finally found them off her feet, surprisingly, and I, I threw them in the trash. And then we kind of just battled it out right there. But, but the reason these things, again, were so worn out to the point that they needed to be replaced was because we used them all the time. And we used them because we favored them. Being favored by God means being used to the point that you feel like you're not good anymore. You need a break. You need to be renewed. You need to be restored. You're tired. You've been through some things. You walked through some storms that you didn't think you were going to survive, but you made it through. That's what the favor of God does. So before, church, you ask 
God to favor you, think about what that means. Think about it. Lord, grant me favor. Do you even know what you're asking for? The Bible says that, that the angel appeared to Mary and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. And right after that, it says, But Mary was afraid at his words. She was afraid. Who gets afraid by, hey, you who are highly favored? Who gets afraid of that? I'll tell you who. Someone who knows that favor comes with a high price. She was afraid and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And that's what she's afraid of. And, and he says, you will conceive and you will give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. Mary was given the blessing, but the massive responsibility of raising Jesus. My wife talked a little bit about that already. It meant that her life was about to change. Her plans were about to change. She thought that she was about to get married. She thought that she was about to, to move in to her new home. She probably had her, you know, furniture picked out. She probably had a, a Pinterest board, like every woman that I know, of home decor. And she was probably excited. But because she was favored by God, that also meant that she was on call. If you desire the favor of God over your life, church, you have to be willing to be on call. You have to be willing to be ready. Mary wasn't about to enter the life that perhaps she thought that she was going to enter. She was about to enter a season of hiding and, and running because Herod was going to try to find Jesus to kill him. Uh, she had this massive weight on her shoulders because she wasn't just about to be the mother of any child. This was this was God on earth. And, and as a baby, he was going to be pretty helpless, right? Babies are pretty helpless. They're not strong. You got you to gotta keep their head up because if not, you know, you know how it is. You know, I'm about to enter that for the second time. It makes me nervous. Anytime I, I pick up an, a newborn baby, I, I, I don't do it. I don't do it unless it's my own because it's a huge responsibility. And now Mary was just given this massive responsibility like, hey, this is not only your son. This is going to be the savior to the whole world. You're about to you're about to need to raise Jesus, the son of God. And just because Jesus was a perfect man didn't necessarily mean that he was a perfect baby. He probably cried. He probably needed to be fed every two hours. He probably got sick. But she was on call and she was favored. She was going to need to protect him from from the world for the world that he was going to die for later. A weird situation if you think about it. Mary had never done this before. No one had done this before. There was no book on what to expect when you're expecting the son of God. Right? Like she like it was outside of her comfort zone, but she had favor. I want to challenge everyone in this room this morning to desire God's favor. And I know I haven't really been hyping it up. I haven't made a great case for it so far, right? The message is called Dangerous Favor. Uh, You might not really know if you want the favor because you're not sure what it's going to mean for your life and your plans. And, And it's true that God's favor over your life means a huge responsibility, but it also means a huge blessing that only God can give. And that's what I want you to to grab a hold of uh, this morning. The the favor of God, church, it attaches you to God's plan and his work. 
You, is that doesn't excite you? That don't excite anybody? Come on, Pastor Brandon, help me preach this morning, bro. The favor of God attaches you to his work. It attaches you to what he is doing. Wouldn't you get excited if someone like Bill Gates called you up and said, hey, man, uh, I, I want to I bring you on on this project that we're, that we're doing. I watched a documentary on, on, on Bill Gates the other day, and it was pretty good. He's doing all these kind of you know, technological things for, for humanity. And, and what if he called you up and said, hey, I want you to be a part of my project? You'd probably be like, heck yeah, Bill Gates. Let's do it. But, but what about when God calls you? And when God says, I have found favor over you and I want to use you and I want to attach you to my purpose. Sometimes we run away from that. The favor of God attaches you to what he is doing. Abram's favor attached him to the promise of God to make him a great nation. Uh, King David's favor attached him to the lineage of the Messiah. Um, the, 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 the favor over Peter's life, it attached him to the honor of having the church built upon him. And now Mary's favor attached her to the privilege of raising the Son of God on earth. The favor of God attaches you to what God is doing. What an honor to be a part of God's plan. Imagine being able to say, man, I was among the few who were chosen to carry out this mission. I was among the few. No one else believed. No one else wanted to be a part of it. No one else signed up. In fact, everybody signed up. And then when they saw the requirements, they, they, they dropped out. But I was among the few that stuck it out. And I was there. Imagine being Noah saying, you know what? No one else believed me. No one else was willing to put in the work. But now I get to be a part of the blessing. That's what the favor of God does. It makes you a part of what God wills in heaven to happen here on earth. But it does take a great deal of selflessness because if you notice, the favor is never, it's never about you. And maybe that's why it doesn't thrill us, right? Because it's not about us. You know, God never says, hey, I, I want you to do this in exchange for whatever you want. Do this for me and I'll give you anything that you want. It's not, it's not how it goes. We don't get to name our price when it comes to God. The blessing that we often talk about is in being a part of what God is doing. It's not how you define the blessing. The blessing is the byproduct of what God is doing, whatever that might be, and that you're a part of it. That's the blessing. That's the blessing, that you're a part of what God's doing. And church, God is doing things. I don't know if you believe that. I don't know if you've seen it recently, but God is doing things things. God is working. God is working in, the, in this ministry, in our church. He's working in the leadership. He's working in the members. He's working at, in, in your home. He's working at your job. God is working in your financial situation. I don't know if you believe it because it doesn't really look like it this morning, right before Christmas. Maybe you're stressed out, but God is doing something in your life, whether you see it or not, whether you feel it or not, whether you say amen or not, whether you cross your arms and say no, he is because he favors you. Tell the person next to you, I'm favored by God. I'm favored by God. God is not inactive. God is doing something. He's not just watching us play around, you know. He's involved. He's giving vision. He's giving purpose. And to carry out his will, he will go to those whom he favors. The question is, will you be a part of it or not? 
I admire Mary and Joseph because this was a very serious assignment, right, that, that they were given. The Son of God is going to, to grow up under their influence. Mary and Joseph are, are, are going to teach the young boy, Jesus, things. Uh, you, you, have to, you have to make sure that, you know, he, he stays alive, Mary. You know, he, he's, he's got to stay alive up until he's like about 33 years old. You know, keep him alive. You have to make sure that you guard him. Perhaps the greatest responsibility any parent had ever been given in the history of parenting was given to Mary and Joseph. But God chose them beforehand because he favored them. He favored them. And I think that he favored Mary and Joseph. And I I want you to to hear this real, real quick. I think that God favored Mary and Joseph because apart from being righteous, they had, they had a certain usability factor. You know, like in, in, uh, in video games, when you're choosing your character, and uh, I don't know if you play video games, but oftentimes they'll be like, right before you're going to choose your character, you're going through them, and it, it gives you like the different characteristics, and it kind of rates them from one to ten, like you know, the strong. Uh, uh, he's got a, a good amount of agility, ten for ten. Strength, five out of ten. Right? You, you know what I'm talking about? The Bible doesn't say this, but I, it's definitely easy to see. Christians don't all have the same usability factor. Moses probably had about like a seven out of ten. Because you remember, he was really reluctant at first. It kind of took him a long time to get going before he said yes to God. He eventually got there. Jonah, he was probably around a, like a four, right? Because he, he, you know, he wants to run away. You know, he, he throws fits when he finally gives in to God's plan. And he doesn't like the outcome. He doesn't really have a great usability factor. Mary and Joseph were that power couple, man. They had 10 for 10. 10 for 10 usability factor. They weren't going to ask questions. They weren't going to complain. They, they were given their assignment and they accepted the task. And maybe it's a little bit silly to rate yourself, but just for fun, what would you rate your usability factor? Analyze yourself right now. You don't have to say it out loud. But what would you rate yourself on a scale 1 to 10 when God calls me to anything? Am I a 10 for 10? Am I, am I always ready? Am I ready to go? If he says go across the, the world, am I ready to go? Am I a 7? Am I a 4? Do I even rank? What is it? My old youth pastor used to tell us, Ryan, you got to be flexible. You remember? You remember? Pastor Mario, Ryan, you got you to be flexible. That's how we talked. <laughs> you got to be flexible, Ryan. And I had no idea what he was talking about. But and he would tell me, this was around the time I was, I was learning how to, you know, I was learning how to play the, the keyboard and I was kind of dabbling with other instruments. And, and he would tell me, Ryan, if I want you on the keyboard, you go to the keyboard. But if I want you on the guitar, I want you to go to the guitar. And I'm like, Pastor Mark, I, I know like one, like, like half a chord. Like that's all I know. But he's like, I, I need you to be flexible. If I, if I ask you to sing, you, you have to sing. If I don't want you to do anything, you have to say, okay, I want you to be flexible. Stellar advice that I didn't appreciate at the time. But as a believer, you are favored by God. No question about it. 
No question about it. I don't, I don't know if you've ever been told that before, but you have the grace of God over your life. It was bought with the blood of Jesus, and he did it with you in mind. That means you are favored by God, the almighty God, and there is a more that he is calling you into. There is a greater responsibility that perhaps he wants to bestow on your life. And maybe 2020 is the year that God wants to call you to something different. Maybe 2020 is the year that God wants to attach you to his plan. What happens, though, is too many times people fear the favor and they say no. We say no. We don't want to be flexible. We don't, we, we, we want to be, you know, just, just the one way that kind of makes us happy and that's it. And what that creates is a very customizable Christianity. It's a, it's a customizable Christianity. Like I want the, the Christianity that I want. I want the salvation, but I don't want the sold out commitment. No, thank you. I want to be blessed beyond measure, and I'm going to pray for it, but my giving is not to exceed 10%. Don't even ask. We want an open relationship with the church where we come in where we want, but don't even ask me to do anything because the answer is no. Please don't make it awkward for me. And so, so that favor that God wants to give to you, it begins to, to be given to someone else who is sold out, someone who doesn't care about the blessing. They just want to be a part of God's process. Someone who doesn't complain. Someone who doesn't ask, but what's in it for me? God favors his children. There's children. But eventually the opportunities begin to go somewhere else as we position ourselves away from being asked of anything. You with me this morning? Feels like a harsh message for right before Christmas. I don't know. I had I had these two friends um, that uh, th- their parents their their dad loved to go fishing. He loved to he, that was that was his thing. He just loved to fish, and um, one of the sons uh, said that he he never he he never got to go because his his dad stopped asking him to go. But the other one went. The other son was always asked, "Hey, do you want to go fishing?" But but the the one son was not. And, you know, he was telling me this, and I was like, man, that's kind of messed up. Like, why, why would he, why? Why does, like, the dad favor your brother? You know, what, what, what's the issue there? I always thought it was kind of weird. Uh, come to find out a little later that early on in their childhood, the dad would always ask both of them to go fishing. And they would go. But the one son didn't like fishing. That one son would always complain. And he would say, we never catch anything. We just catch sunburn. I don't want to go fishing. It's so boring. It smells. We come back. We smell like fish. And it's terrible. And I hate this. Right? And so eventually, he stopped asking the son. The other son, he didn't really care for fishing too much either. But he liked to go all the time because he saw it as an opportunity to spend time with his father. I wonder how many Christians have acted like that first son. Where we complain when God asks we give excuses. We say, God, but eh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really want to. We aren't willing to give ourselves up for a greater purpose. We let fear shut us down. Don't, church, don't let your blessings go to someone else, man. God has a blessing for you that we often pass up because we don't really want the favor. We want, we want, it, to, we want to be favorable, 
But we don't necessarily want the favor because the favor is not always favorable. <clears throat> but God has a blessing for you this morning. He wants to be a part. He wants you to be a part of his plan. Don't turn away the favor. It might be dangerous because, you know, you don't know what it means for your future. It might be inconvenient because it changes up your plans a little bit. But man, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather be attached to God's plan, God's perfect plan, than your own plan that's probably going to end up changing? It's not going to go according to plan. You're probably going to change it up because you don't really know what you want. You change your mind every second. Wouldn't you rather be favored and dwell in the favor of God and not pass it up? It might be dangerous favor, but for a Christian, man, it's even more dangerous not to have the favor of God over your life. And I'm, a, I'm about to close, but as this, as this year comes to an end, church, maybe you've said no to things that God has called you to. Can I just tell someone it's not too late? Can I tell you this? It's just because you said no to God once, man, he, he, he's such a loving God. He'll ask you for something else. He wants to use you. There's a lot of work that, that is, is left undone on our, on, our, on our world. God wants to use you. It's not too late. And I want to challenge you to accept that favor. Welcome that favor because you have it. Don't let the blessing go to someone else. You have a blessing and it's got your name on it. It's got your name on it. It's got your name on it. And when we get it, we tell Layla, we train her. When you get a gift, you say thank you. I don't care if it's a box of cocoa pebbles. You say thank you. Doesn't matter what it is. You accept it because it was a gift and it was given to you. Now, God has a gift and he wants to give it to you. He wants to give you that blessing. And I, I, want, I want to tell someone this morning that, that it's not going to be for nothing. Maybe God is calling you to something different. Maybe God is calling you to something more. Maybe you've been afraid of it. Maybe, you not, maybe you've not even want to touch it. But when you take it and you say, Lord, I am willing, God is going to attach you to his plan. God is going to attach you to his purpose. And you're going to get to say, I said yes to my God. I said yes to his plan. I was there when the revival started at church, when there was one or two people there. No one believed it was going to happen, but I was there because I was called, because I was favored. I am attaching myself to whatever God wants because God's ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And I want to challenge you this morning to take the favor of God and say yes, man. Say yes. It's time to let yourself be used because God wants to use you. I'm going to ask that we stand this morning. Thanks for tuning in to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast. Join Pastor John Ryan Cantu every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For directions or more information, visit us at primeraiglesia.org. We'll see you next time and hope you have a blessed week.